Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I hope you're enjoying the holiday if you celebrate it. The crew here is very thankful for all the positive feedback we received from the new show and is thankful for two new partnerships that we've gained this year. It's hard to find a lot of things in 2020 to be positive about, but overall, we're thankful that we have been able to continue to create something that has brought joy to a lot of people, including ourselves, and foster a community that anyone can turn to when things are looking bleak. So I guess that means we are thankful for all of you, our listeners. So thank you. Welcome to episode 120, The Scorpion Ring. and things that go boom then buckle up listener because this one's for you prepare yourself for the hideous laughter podcast hey everybody and welcome back to the hideous laughter podcast episode 120 and I want to start with Brooks this time because you were just saying how excited you were to do some performance combat. I am. I am. Today, I am drinking a Great Lakes, Ohio City oatmeal stout. Oh, he's moved on from the Oktoberfest. Seasons are changing. Seasons are indeed changing. Wow. How's it feel to be off the Oktoberfest? Probably not good, but I'm sure that's a good beer. Oh, I think that's what makes it sweeter is Oktoberfest only comes once a year. Um, well, speaking of somebody else, it only comes once a year. Hey, Steve. You look at my track record, you, you know that is correct. Um, I am drinking a beer from Silv- Oh boy, Sibling Revelry Brewing. This is just called a pecan. It is brown ale brewed with pecans. And it also has a very winter-themed... Uh, motif to the can. So I'm, I'm in uh, good company with Brooks. Well, speaking of good company, Hey Emily, what are you drinking? Tonight? I have red handed wine from Otter Creek winery, which is a local place uh, just outside of Columbus that Brooks and I like to go to. It is extremely sweet for red wine. It tastes like juice. Speaking of someone that's extremely sweet, hey, it's me, Griff. I'm drinking Makers on the Rocks. You know something else that rocks? The, the drink that Haley got from the patrons. I'm week. jealous. Wow. It, it must not be easy uh, being the crowd favorite. I'm miserable. I, didn't, I don't know if I want to be here. Your face says it all. Yeah, so... It's called the tapeworm shot. So it's equal parts vodka and mayonnaise. Great start. Fuck that. I know. And then it's got Tabasco and black pepper. Just as a side note, I am the same type of person who, if I get too much mayonnaise on a particular spot in my sandwich, I gag. So this is not going to go well. I... I'm surprised you haven't summoned Guy Fieri with food lube in a drink. Yeah, that's going to help make it go down smoother. I would like to not discuss that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm also going to open up because I'm going to very much so need this. A Hawks Dead and Buried 
uh, cider. Oh, I just gotta see this. Do you have a Do you have a basket or something nearby? <laughs> a bucket? I only have my nut cup. Yeah, and the trash bin over here is full of empty cans, so can't help. Sorry, you're gonna have to keep it down. Who Who gave you this one? This was suggested by Bear Claire. Fucking bastard. You can do it. I don't think I can. She's shaking. Oh, God, I can smell it. Okay, hang on. We're going to have to do this. You might be wondering to yourself right now, man, I really am curious how that tapeworm shot went and what it tastes like. Well, unfortunately for you, I cut this out. I cut this out for a good reason, though, because it involved me spitting up my drink and running to the bathroom yelling, no pause, and then having to clean up all of that. Well, the rest of the game kind of laughed and kept kept the audio recording. Was it good? Absolutely not. Do I ever recommend it? Only to your worst enemy. It's horrible. Uh, don't do it. Do not recommend it. Also, Bear Claire didn't know what he was doing when he suggested this. Don't blame him. I do know some people might get curious. If you are curious, I'll at least leave the audio snippet in Discord if you're super curious how it went. It wasn't good. Again, only recommend that to your worst enemy unless you like super love mayonnaise, Tabasco, and vodka. But really, I just wouldn't recommend it. With that, though, I'll, I'll cut back to the show. I just want to pop in here and say, sorry, you're not listening to that unless you go onto Discord, because I'm not leaving that in an edit cut. Anyways, enjoy the rest of the episode. It's pretty good after this. Thanks. Bye. Well, Haley got none of that down, but hey, now we can play, right? Before we get there, though, I think we need to roll off. Okay, I got an 11. Yeah, I'm boned. I also got an 11. I thought I am boned. Three. Two. Oh. Oh. At least it's not a one, baby. Looks like tapeworms back on the menu, boys. Sorry, no repeats. It's in the Patreon bylaws. Haley did did roll a one, so... Yeah, so that was... That's fair. Somewhat warranted. When last we left our heroes, you had entered the maze, and you entered kind of in the front half, but not in as the, as the first couple of groups, and you realized quickly that the maze was personalized for you guys, Uh, You weren't going to run into other teams. You quickly met a Sphinx that gave you a bunch of riddles, and you realized that you needed fire, mushrooms, and music. Those are the three things that you're supposed to retrieve from the rest of the maze. You made it further into the maze, and you found a fountain that was belching flames instead of trickling water you saw the image of a scorpion sculpted on the side and when you touched the fountain you were sucked into another realm so the party finds themselves on a platform surrounded by lava and this 25 foot long scorpion comes out of the ground it had burrowed through and lava fills the space that it vacated. It's 15 feet in front of the nearest party member. 
and I need everybody to roll for initiative. Freya, what you got? An 11. 11. How about Tulia? 14. They're bear. 14. Right. I have a 5 initiative. 6. Okay. okay. Close. Matumbe. I got a 16 and did not expect to lead the pack with that. <laughs> well, I don't think you'll be the first to go. Yeah, I would say uh, Tulia is probably... Her stomach is going just as crazy as mine right now. There's some bubbling in the background. Is that... Is that coming from you or there, or the uh, the sirenscape? Uh, Tulia. <laughs> <laughs> so, this thing erupted out of the ground, and actually, its special ability is that it gets to do a full action in the surprise round. Yes. So nobody nobody noticed it until it was too late, probably because it was underground. It's going to sting at Matumbe. Cool. All right, that's a 28 against flat-footed. Ah, surrounded by three of my friends. Gets me up to a flat-footed 26, which is respectable at this level, I think, for flat-footed, but just not going to do it right now. 12 points of regular damage, 8 points of fire damage. And I also need you to make me a fortitude save. Okay, here it comes. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, how about a 27 for you? 27 is good to go. And now at the top of the round, it is Matumbe's turn. Okay. Matumbe is up front here with Air Bear, clearly within this thing's reach. And immediately behind him is Tulia and his friend Freya. He's got to move up there, and he knows he's got to give a little bit of a show. Tumay's going to charge this thing. Probably incurring an attacks of opportunity, I know. Yep, you will incur an attack of opportunity. But I would have done it regardless, so um, opportunity attacks should probably resolve first. Yes. Ooh, I don't think that's going to hit you. No, it's definitely not. It's only a 16. Wow. Okay. So Tumay charges up just 10 feet, but that is enough. And... He roars and does a big overhand chop with, uh, with with Vance's blade here. And let's see what I can do. Okay. Um, die's rolling hot here. This is the Die Hard Mythica Platinum Pink set, because you know me, at a 33. 33 will hit. Probably should have baned, but that's okay. I did not announce it. I probably should have rolled a knowledge check, but I'm glad my turn is not over. Okay, that's just 20 points of slashing damage. It's magical if that matters. And now I will roll the knowledge check here. What should I be rolling, Griff? I'm going to give this to you with a nature. Okay, I can do that. 29. 29 will get you two questions. Okay, special defenses. Special defenses. This creature is immune to fire immune to mind-affecting effects, and it has DR, although the what the DR is would be another question. That will be my second question. Okay, it has DR3 dash, so you're not going to be able to bypass it, unfortunately. That is a shame. Well, okay. actually, you might be able to bypass it, or yes. at least get close. I can bypass two of that DR after I spend a move action to to use my esoteric advantage. So that can't happen on this turn because charge is going to be my full rounder. 
Uh, but Matumbe will call back to the rest of his party. Avoid attacking this thing's mind. You cannot pierce it. And then uh, that's probably the coolest thing he'll say, but like he does say all the other shit too. Okay, air bear. All right, first thing. Well, you could have snuck up behind us, but see, you did not. And that might have been your downfall here. And activate his challenge. I, uh, I still love how all of Air Bear's challenges are just him tactically assessing <laughs> the battle situation. It's good. <laughs> I do love it. And then he will twist his foot into the ground into giving more so that he can have a little bit more grip, activating the boots of speed and run all the way to the back behind this thing, probably occurring an attack of opportunity. It does not. Fantastic. But this makes me flanking and attack. Minimum damage. Did the attack hit? I should probably figure out that. (laughs) I'll just roll damage first. I'm that positive. I mean, I'll let you roll a d4 for your attack roll if you want. That's a critical threat. Critical threat. Okay. Roll Fantastic. Maybe. 19? 19 does not confirm. Uh, actually, yeah, 21. Does not confirm. Oh. Okay. Well, then with the damage that I rolled before, that is 15. Okay. Tulia. Okay. So Tulia is thinking fire what would be the opposite and trying to plan her spells in that way. So with that, I'm going to also make a knowledge check. Cool. Knowledge nature. 22. 22 on the knowledge check. That is enough for one question. What are its energy weaknesses? Cold. Perfect. I assumed, but I wanted to make sure. This, by the way, is a fiery deadfall scorpion. Ooh. So I have an interesting spell here, and I kind of need consensus from you on what what it really means in the fact that this is a large creature. So it huge. is- Huge. Well, huge creature. Either way, it's bigger than one five foot square. Mm-hmm. And so with that in mind, it is a spell called Ice Spears. I get one spear per four levels, so I would have a few spears. And what what it does is I get to cast this spell, and then one or more giant spears of ice lance up out of the ground, affects a five-foot square, and tapers to the height of ten feet. So for every five-foot square, I can do this in the creature's area. Would that affect them for every spear then? Because it says any creature that is hit with a occupies a square which a spear ex- extends, or that is within ten feet of the ground below where that spear extends, it takes damage. Sounds like it. I imagine it would get a reflex save or whatever. Okay, yeah. So I will go ahead and cast Ice Spears. I am a level 9 character, and so therefore I would have two spears. I am going to cast them on the both on the side that Matumbe and Air Bear are not, and kind of pin it into place. I mean, it doesn't actually pin it, but you know. Reflex saves. There actually is some sort of, like, grapple or something with Ice Spears, yeah. So the way this works is the explosive growth can also trip foes. So when they erupt from the ground, I need to make combat maneuver checks against any targets that take damage from the spheres sure. with the total bonus equaling to my caster level plus in intelligence. 
So I'm going to start with that, the CM, CMB. Well, I need to roll a reflex, correct? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you roll for reflex, and anything that hits, I'll also have to uh, see if I can trip you. Natural 16 and a natural 20. Um, 20 goes up to a 27. 16 is a 23. So both of those will succeed. Um, the creature has evasion. Oh. So it nimbly dodges the spears. And because you don't take damage, I can't even make any trip attacks, even though hitting with two will actually increase that check by another 10. I was super excited. Really disappointed now. It is a great spell. It really is. Yeah. All right. That was my turn. <laughs> okay. Freya. Freya also thinks about this creature a bit and does a knowledge check. That's a seven. A seven gets you no information and may God have mercy on your soul. Knowing that this creature has some DR, instead of firing her gun, Freya flips the pistol, grabs it uh, by the barrel, and makes a somewhat dramatic motion and slowly but dramatically taps the ground with it and she channels her chaotic void energy and a swarm of flies erupt out of her and they ignore her companions but they swarm at this creature going for its eyes and its neck trying to find all the weaknesses so I need a will save will save not great for a scorpion that's an eight. That does not succeed. I didn't think so. <laughs> That's 19 points of damage. And I looked it up. Misfortune is not mind affecting. So I should be able to uh, make it roll twice and take the worst roll on one roll coming up. Sure. It's Batumbe's turn once again. Great. All right. So now flanking with his good buddy, Air Bear, he kind of leans over to the side, gives him a little nod. And is going to attack once with the axe. Not going to bane yet. I'm going to save that for my multiple attacks. I have a feeling that this battle is going to go more than a couple rounds. All right. I can see the die, even though that popped out. That's a natural 16. That is going over 30. 33 again. Okay. So that is going to do a little bit of damage here. Okay. That is going to do 19 points of damage. And that is a move action that I definitely should have done before my standard action. He is going to um, he's going to focus and really try and understand this creature's defenses and see exactly where like the chitin and its exoskeletal plates fit together and know exactly where to hit to use esoteric advantage to reduce that damage reduction by two. Even though it's DR dash, he can do it. So that is DR one all for Matumbe now. Those gaps are where all the fire's coming out. <laughs> Advance is going right in there. All right, this is what's going to happen. The creature is going to attack with a claw at Matumbe. 18 won't do it. No, sir. Attack with the other claw. Same roll. And then attack with his stinger. Oh, actually, I will misfortune this stinger attack. Thank you. Ah, natural one on one of those. Whoa! Yeah. It worked! So the creature misses. Great use. Unfortunately, it can, since it has a burrow speed, five foot step 
in the earth. And as it five foot steps towards Matumbe, I need him to make a reflex save. Oh, so it like diagonally goes under me? Yep. Like down and diagonal? And you can wow. see the space that it leaves behind is filling up rapidly with lava. Ooh. Reflex? Yes. Okay. Ooh, that is going to be a little low. So before resolving this, this will come up to a 13, which is very bad. Mitsube is going to, as he's kind of balancing as the ground's starting to shift, he reaches up and grabs the cap. Now, that is my uh, Leopardstad investigator's cap, which means that I had banked a free inspiration from earlier when I identified that creature. I rolled max on that. So that brings it up to a 19. Still kind of low for what I imagine is a pretty beefy save, but that's as high as it's going to get. That's my best shot. So what happens is you don't fall in. Oh, sweet. But you do take the uh, the effects of having touched lava as lava splashes up around you and you don't deftly dodge out of the way. Mm-hmm. So you're not immersed, but you are right now taking... Casually in lava. Eight points of fire damage, which may not affect you or is going to go against your protection from energy. Correct. So the way this is going to work is that now you've been exposed to lava. From touching it, you take 2d6 of damage. Per round of exposure, I'm arguing that because you just got splashed, this is the round of exposure. However, the damage from the lava continues. For you, it's going to continue... Actually, roll me a high, medium, low. Okay. High. So it continues for three more rounds. However, it's only 1d6, so it's half the damage instead of 2d6. Okay. Uh, I, that's that's bad. I don't like that, but with my with my fire protection, I'm not worried yet. Okay. It's Air Bear's turn. Air Bear, the area the creature just left, to enter it would be to jump into lava. So you're going to have to walk around it. Right. Can he even attack the creature if it burrowed underground? So the creature's pretty big. It didn't it didn't move 15 feet underground, and because it's a huge creature, it kind of has to do that to get fully underground. Oh, by like the Pathfinder weirdness, it might be a scorpion, which is not right. It might be tall, a but it like fills a 15 foot right, cube. Exactly. Okay. You, you can see its tail and top of its claws sticking out above or something. Yeah, I really liked the ability to flank. And I'd like to do that some more. And I know I can run around the outside to reach the creature still. But he knows that this is as much of a performance as it is a combat. And so with that, he's going to jump over the corner of lava to make it so that he is flanking. Okay. That'll be an acrobatics check. And I'll say this is also your acrobatics check not to get attack of opportunity. Awesome. All right. With a plus 11 and a 13 on the die, that is a 24. You don't beat it, CMD. You make it over the lava and into its waiting claw. Natural 20. Oh, no. Uh Oh, Oh, my God. My. I don't think a 20, a dirty 20 will confirm. No. So it does get you in its claw. It deals 11 points of regular damage and 8 points of fire damage. And then, because it hit with its claw attack, it gets a free grab attempt. 
Oh, thank you, Die Hard, for the new set of dice. Second natural 20 in a row. Or I guess not in a row. In three. Which means that you are grabbed. You take 11 more points of damage as the claw constricts around you and four more points of fire damage. However, since you use one-handed weapons, you can still attack. Freya sees Air Bear getting grabbed by this creature, and it can go right down into that lava, and that's not a good sign. As an immediate action, Freya casts Liberating Command on Air Bear, so you can make an Escape Artist check as an immediate action, and the bonus is going to be a plus 18. Whoa. Is that plus 18 on top of my already? I Sorry, I didn't specify. That is a competency bonus. So, yes. Thank goodness, because I rolled a three on the die. Plus 18 makes that a 21. Plus 10, 31. It might, it'll be close. You just made it. So you're out of the claw and you still have an action. All right. So this thing burrowed underground, leaving a line of lava for Air Bear to jump over. Mid air, it grabs him. Freya, thinking ahead, casts Liberating Command, and I slip right out of it. And now, with its claw exposed, I'm going to try to slice it right along the joint. I'm, I'm, I'm really not rolling well. Uh, that's there's no way that's gonna hit. Okay. Tulia. So a 20-foot radius, could I get the creature without hitting anyone else? I think so, without I think a if you put it back here, you'd put it back towards Emily, where Emily is on the map. I, or I could put it back towards, like, the lava side. That's what I'm saying. That's oh. exactly what I'm saying. Oh. Yeah, that I corner. You, I was looking you at need Freya. to go to that corner <laughs> so you don't get, uh, so you don't get Air Bear as well. Okay. So Tulia is very mad. So she just tried to cast those ice spheres and that clearly didn't work. She knows ice is the answer here. She's looking around in the air and she it is dry in this air. She picks up some dust from the ground, spits in her hands, and she puts her hands up as though she is um, dropping something and calls forth a large ice storm uh, to hit this creature. So it is a cylinder and it's 20 foot radius, 40 feet high. So it definitely will hit without a problem. And there is no save. Okay. Which is fantastic. And there's no attack. So that's also great. So I will just be giving you some damage. So you have 14 points of magical bludgeoning. And seven points of cold. And there is now a blizzard in that area. Which does what? It makes the entire area covered in sleet and snow and heavy sleet and snow pours down onto the area and anyone inside also takes a minus four to perception checks and it's difficult terrain in that area. Yeah, so I'm going to say that the 
Uh, sleet and snow is more like steam in here. That's kind of what I figured you would say. Uh, but it's something. <laughs> yep. Still going to make the perception checks hard. Absolutely, yeah. Steam, and that makes sense with steam. I do not want to make any sort of move action, so realistically at this point my turn is done. Okay, Freya. Oh, wait. Performance combat, right? You did elemental damage. Yeah! yeah. This is the first time I've done this. Okay. So I've done some elemental damage, and I've done damage that it's weak to. Uh, so I'm going to try and roll and see what we can get. So I got a 12 on the die, and I have a plus four to my performance combat. So well, I will tell you right 16. now, the crowd was indifferent. They are now friendly. And so everybody gets a plus one morale bonus to their attack rolls, saving throws, skill checks, and ability checks, I believe. I'm so happy it was Tulia, too. Attack, uh, CMD, CMB, ability checks, you're correct, skill check saves. Awesome. Nice move. Freya, you're up. From Freya's vantage point by the entryway, is she still able to get clear line of sight on the creature with it burrowing? Yep. Okay. It's not It's not like I said, it It hasn't gone fully underground because it's so large. So it only did a five foot step underground, so I think it's just like its legs are in the ground now. Okay. Perfect. Freya flips the pistol back around. So now she's holding the actual handle. She's going to load in one of the plus one bullets that she has and she shoots at the creature, saying, this maze ain't big enough for the both of us. Come on. And that is a 22 to touch. That hits touch. Woo. Nice. Hard not to hit touch on this huge scorpion. <laughs> Finally, something with a decently low touch AC. That is 11 points of damage. Bang. Matumbe, you're, you're hit by this lava and the creature's le- spindly legs are burrowed underneath you, dredging up the lava from below. I need you first to take, well, actually, this will go against your protection from energy, correct? Yeah, if it's fire, for sure. So five more points of fire from the lava's lingering effect. Okay. And now you're free to do as you choose, but you're you're kind of tangled up in it right now. So you might want to step back, get out of the lava. Doesn't it go before me? No. Really? It went before you in the surprise round. Oh, okay. It's about to say. Okay. So Matumbe, um, as the ground's kind of shifting below him, he's going to oh, uh, take a five-foot step back. So he's still threatening this creature, but he is still also flanking with Air Bear while it's still partially underground. He is going to Bane and full attack. Okay. That will be 31. 31 to hit will hit. Second swipe. Yeah, uh, twenty-five. I'm not sure if I want to use inspiration. Eh, fuck it. Max inspiration. Let's go. Thirty-one. That's another thirty-one. That hits. That's two hits. Which means that I'm going to get 
damage twice, and I can roll a performance check. Yep, you can. Wait, no, I can't, because that's a swift action, and I baned, which was a swift action. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Really shitty damage. That will be 21 points of damage from the first hit. You only take one DR off of that. And not much better here. 25 points of damage off the second hit, and you only take one DR off that. Okay. There we go. Not a not a bad round for Mr. Matumbe. How far would you say Freya and Tulia are from the creature? 15 feet. Wonderful. The scorpion lets loose this breath of flames on Matumbe and the two backliners. I need reflex saves from everybody. Uh, 15's probably not going to do it. 15 does not do it. 27. 27 saves. A 23 or a 25 if this is a spell or spell-like ability. That also saves. Woo! So, Matumbe is going to take full damage. Everybody else is going to take half. But it is fire, though. Yeah, it's fire. I'm the right person to fail. Yep. I still got 87 points in the tank. That's really coming in handy, this combat. No kidding. Yeah, being casually splashed by lava. No big deal. No big deal. (laughs) 28 points of fire damage, full damage. 14 halved. Okay. 10d6 of damage, so you actually got pretty lucky there. That's its standard action as a move action. It's going to five-foot step at... I think it can get to Air Bear with a five-foot step. Uh, So five-foot step, kind of doing the same thing to Matumbe. Air Bear, I need you to make me a reflex save. 25. 25 is a success, and you avoid the lava entirely. It's Air Bear's turn. All right. I am going to take five-foot step back. Oh, and the area just left is all lava as well. All right. I'm full attack in here. The medals are at the high BAB. I have good news and I have bad news. Yeah? One of them is a critical threat, and one of them is a critical fail. So I have two performance combat checks to make. Yes, you do. (laughs) Well, you got to confirm the crit to make that check. Yeah, you do have to confirm the critical. Crit fail, you just have to perform. But let's see, because it's with your first two attacks, let's do the crit fail. Let's do both of them as they happen, because if that improves or decreases the crowd's favor, you're going to either gain or lose a um, uh, your yeah. morale bonus. So which one happened first? It was the critical, or uh, was the high BAB. The, so that would mean, so that would mean that the critical f- hit occurred first. Okay, so for the crit, let's get your performance combat roll for that to see if you can sway the crowd to become helpful. Okay. Does he need to confirm? Yeah, he needs to roll to okay. confirm that first. So let's see if you can confirm that critical. Using the dragon. The dragon dice. So you still have the morale bonus on this roll. Yes. Okay. 23. 
Meets Beats. <gasps> yes! Yay! That is a confirmed critical hit, so why don't you get yourself uh, the performance check here? Okay. At an extra plus two because it's a critical. I don't have any ranks in performed, so it only goes up to an 11. Okay, with an 11, it doesn't change the attitude at all. Uh, now let's get the perform check on the fail. Okay. Doesn't it drop if you miss by five or more? But it was a critical. It's a critical. So oh, it's it a critical, so it can't hurt us. Yeah. yeah, okay. All right, I'm pretty positive this is a... 19 with a 14 on the die. Okay. 19 improves the attitude to helpful. Fantastic. Oh, my heart is racing. <laughs> okay, so uh, you can perform the rest of these attacks at a plus two instead of a plus one. Wait, how, how does that happen if the helpful DC is 24? If the DC is 24 when they are helpful in order to get a victory point. When you're going when you're going up to helpful, it's 19. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, I gave you the DC to move from that level at each level. Got it. So now, if if we do another performance check, if we were to get like a 18, a, would it go down then? It would go back down. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay. So that's kind of how you mitigate. <laughs> like, you're not going to stay at stay there for that mm-hmm. long, probably. We have not uh, resolved the the middle of my attacks. Or wait, and I apologize. That doesn't go up. Because a fumble cannot take you up. You're just, your success is to, just like a crit can't take you down, uh, a fumble uh, can't take you up. So yep, you, you're yep. still at, you're still at uh, friendly, but you're not at helpful. At least we didn't go down. Yes. All right. Does a 27 hit? 27 does hit. Awesome. All right. Does a 29 hit? You know it's AC's 23. (laughs) That's good, because that is a critical threat. Okay. 15 probably does not hit. Nope, 15 doesn't hit. And did we say if a 23 hits? Holy shit, that is the AC. (laughs) Then that is a critical threat. Jesus Christ. All right, roll to confirm on both of those. And I know they're at different base attack bonuses, so. There's no way I did uh, one of them because it's a four on the die, but the lesser BAB is a natural 20. All right, confirmed critical. You go ahead and roll your free perform check. I think we're gonna we're gonna have the situation where you're rolling like eight of these. Hasted helps. This is a 14 on the die. So that means uh, it's got a... uh, It brings it up to what it was before. Okay. So you got a 19 again? Yeah, that would pass. uh, The crit gives a plus two as well, because you're using an exotic weapon. Then that's that's where that came from then. I was wondering where the other plus two... Then yeah. Okay. Sounds good. So, yes, you do improve the attitude with that last strike to helpful. Um, how do you kill it? <gasps> yeah. All right. Oh. I assume between two crits, you can do more than 30 points of damage. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I take this thing apart 
at the joints and starting from the lowest, working my way up, and it is just in segments, working my way around the many legs, and all it has left is uh, a torso and no claws to work off of, and it is a sad, sad creature now. Well, it's a sad, sad creature, and in your carving, you you take off all of its limbs, and then you kind of cut straight down its t- thorax, and you do find that it has this small lava core in the center of it. What are you guys doing? Well, what is a lava core? Is it like a globe with lava in it or something? Yeah, is it, it hot? It looks hot. It looks like a red hot... It would be normally lava, but it seems to be a sphere. I see. So something that would be difficult to pick up. Yes. Hmm. Mm. Is yeah a vase that you can pick it up uh, magically, Tulia? So, out of character, I mean, like, yeah, I can pick it up, but... I can't, like, hold on to it for a long time. Do you know what I mean? Like, we still have to have a place to store it. Yeah. And if it's as hot as lava, I don't know what we can store that in. You do see that now that you're out of combat, there appears to be a door at the end of the walkway leading past where you were to the other side. We play hot potato all the way there. No, I think that Tulia will use Mage Hand to put it on stable ground, and then we go to the door. <laughs> Perhaps there's some sort of vessel in there we can use. I don't want to try picking it up. I don't think that'd be wise. So, yeah, Tulia will use Mage Hand, though, to like put it on at least stable ground, since I know the enemy was burrowing, so... Okay. You put it on stable ground, and it's a good thing you did. Because after a little bit of time, the carcass kind of sinks into the lava beneath it. Well, look at that. Let's go go ahead and go on through that uh, next door. And Mutumbe and Ebear lead the way. Absolutely. Okay, Uh, you walk up to the door... And it, it appears to have some... Well, actually, Freya would notice this. It has some uh, dwarven runes on it. Oh, so I can actually try to read it? Yeah. I also have uh, read magic, if that is also required. Yeah, samesies. I can also read dwarven. Oh, cool. Know the enemy, right? I'm kidding. It's an elf thing. Yeah, no, that's oh, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you you read it and it says it's time to chill out. I think we'll find our answer in here. Do I need to use like a ray of frost to get it open or is, can we just open the door? Make a perception check. Okay. Tulia doesn't know. 38, 39 if it's a trap. Matumbe, this is a magical trap. <laughs> Hold up. I say we all chill out. 
and wait while we figure out this trap. And as you guys kind of, especially the magicians in the group, detect magic and spellcraft and stuff, it's a cone of cold trap. Oh, man. Oh. We should have had the sport, the scorpion try to open it. Damn. <laughs> you should have been on fire while you opened it. <laughs> uh, do you want to attempt to disable that, Tombs? I would recommend standing back at least 60 feet. I am going to try and disable this trap. And if you see me enveloped by cold, you will know what happened. You don't have to tell me twice. And she's going to back up. Yeah. Freya, you don't happen to have a guidance or resistance compared <laughs> as a cantrip, do you? Hey, if you wait a minute, I could give you it too. I can wait a minute. That's fine. I can give you something better. Uh, she can give you a bit of luck, so you can roll twice. Whoa! Way better. Great! I mean... It would still stack if you wanted to give him. Oh, I don't. I don't have uh, guidance though. So I know, but uh, if... I. I would have to. I would have to prepare it. It would take you literally thirty seconds. It's a cantrip. I understand. It's just. Uh, it would be my last cantrip, and I finally decided my last one for the day. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A guidance or resistance? Resistance. All right, cool. So if it if it all goes to hell, I'll have a little bonus to the... Well, don't you have a see. cloak of resistance? Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, never oh. guidance. Okay, never mind. Then I'm not preparing anything. All right. Well, guidance will help him. I can't guidance. Oh, okay. Never mind then. So I can roll twice, Emily? Yes. You may roll twice and take the better. All right. As the rest of his team goes back, Toombay cracks his knuckles, and he gets ready to do his little bomb disar- disarm thing. I think you know what time it is. <laughs> because cold of cold, uh, Cone of Cold really throws out a lot of damage. Okay. Absolutely terrible off the inspiration die. I would actually call that as minimum. I'd call that guidance. Basically. <laughs> but with that double roll, I did get a 16 off the die. That is going to go up to a 37. 37, you are able to deftly disarm the trap. Oof. And the door swings open. And you do see ahead of you more dwarven runes, some items kind of strewn about. And in the middle of this table what appears to be a some kind of strange metal lantern. Everybody come forward. It looks like it's safe now. Go into the room. We see these things. Probably uh, time for a little detect magic, am I right? Tulio is going to slowly bring VMH hand, just like continue to bring the lava core every You're just feet. rolling it. Yeah. <laughs> and it starts to pick up more lava as it comes. Well, if you I leave can pick it, it up. <laughs> if you leave it in one spot for too long, it starts to sink right through the floor. Yeah, so that's the, the problem. Yeah. You got to play Mage Hand Hot Potato, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if you guys, you know, the crowd might love it if two of you have Mage Hand and you can just pass it back and forth. <laughs> awesome. It's a egg toss in there. Uh, Freya would like to read the runes again in this room. 
Uh, the runes in this room say dining hall. It's it's very strange. Actually, I mean, make me a... I guess I would call it... You could do like a knowledge local or a knowledge history, but for you, I kind of feel like it would be more like a dwarven lore thing, so I'm okay to do a uh, wisdom check. All right, that's what it's going to have to be. Can I do this, or is just... You could certainly make either of those other checks for Freya, though, because this is all dwarven. Oh, yeah. What were they? History or local. History or local. You speak dwarven, too? I mean, no. So I guess I don't know that it says dining hall. Freya would share the information, but I don't know if you need to read dwarven to understand the... I don't know. I'll I'll allow... uh, an arcana too it's going to give you different information but it's going to give you something okay so I rolled a 2 on the history oh that's great 2 um, well 15 total 15 total and then I rolled a 19 on the local uh, plus 13 put me up to a 34 okay 23 on the wisdom okay 43 on arcana alright between the three of you putting your heads together, you think that this is a a subset of a dwarven mine, specifically out of Kragadan. And it looks like with that arcana, there are frayed edges at the end of the tunnel. It looks like it was wholesale teleported out of Kragadan. That's so oh, cool. Dang. So we didn't get port keyed as much as we got like it got pulled this way. That's so cool. Yeah, that leads you to believe this is still a part of the the arena in some way. It has to be. Um and this was this was taken directly from something on the material plane. So did you detect magic on the lantern? I didn't detect anything. I assume you are detecting magic. The lantern is certainly magical. Uh, Some of the equipment is magical. Uh, Of note, if you'd make me... I guess as a group, I'm just going to let you make a spellcraft because I don't think you're, like, sitting there and really thinking about it too heavily. I have a plus 22 to this. Ooh, boy. I'll try to aid you. (laughs) I aid. I got a natural 20. Let's go. That was, <laughs> I just got a I guess 44. I could have said it, but yeah, there's no way. <laughs> Is that a performance combat thing? <laughs> Boy, if I could performance combat for knowledge checks, done. <laughs> Absolutely wreck it. Yeah, you know. I hey. don't, Do I get to add in the plus two from them being helpful? Because then it's a 46. This is a skill check. <laughs> Sorry, what? Do I get to add in the plus two from the crowd being helpful? Yeah, it's a skill check. Okay, They're still great. helpful. Yeah. yeah. 46. I didn't even think about that, yeah. The crowd loves the knowledge. <laughs> so it's very interesting. This appears to be a cache of magical... I think I know how to say this. Hericulum items. So the first thing that stands out to you is that this uh, this lantern is completely resistant to fire. It's also, you would know that Hericulum is the rarest 
sky metal that exists. Uh, so it came from a meteorite, this stuff. That's cool. There is a Hericulum plus one breastplate, which a weapon's cost... Uh, Hericulum increases a light armor's cost by 10,000 gold, medium by 30,000, and heavy by 60,000. So the fact that that exists is... It's a very expensive item. It is. $31,000. Yep. There's also a plus two Hericulum greatsword. Wow. And the rest of the items in here seem relatively mundane, except for a pair of boots. And with that spellcraft, you know that these are boots of earth. Ooh. That is interesting. They're boots of earth and wind, I'd assume. Because I don't... I, I didn't know there was just earth, I guess. It's the earth. Oh, of the I'm earth. it up. Boots of the earth. I see them. These sturdy leather dwarven boots have soles made of thick gray marble. As a move action, the wearer can plant her feet and draw strength from the earth, gaining fast healing one and a plus four bonus to CMD to resist bull rush, reposition, and trip combat maneuver, maneuver attempts. The effect ends if the wearer moves or is moved, knocked prone, or rendered unconscious. The cool thing about these is if you wear them in your downtime, you can get fast healing. Not just in your downtime, but in general. You get it in general if you're not moving, but in your downtime, if you just stand somewhere for 10 minutes, you have fast healing one. Yeah, that's cool. That's so helpful. I think that's an important item to have when... uh can't benefit from magical healing without having to roll a performance check. That could hurt us. Yeah, and so Tulio would definitely specifically point them out and should say, well, golly gee, these these look similar to my kind of craftsmanship. She would probably pass them directly to Freya, but you guys can actually have fight over them, but they're definitely dwarven made, so. The items here are very high quality. They have to be legit. Yeah. So the the gaining fast healing thing, we wouldn't be actively like casting a spell or doing an action to heal. It's like a passive thing that the item gives. It's like it, big brain GM moves. So that wouldn't count against us then. It doesn't count against okay. you. It just is going to cost you time. Which because I'm you sure have to stand also. still. Um the other thing is, if you were to put that breastplate on, it immediately grants you a plus two bonus on initiative checks. That's what it's... This star metal warps time around it. It's so freaking Whoa. cool. I don't know what you guys were picturing, but they do say it's coppery looking, which that is hmm. not what I imag- originally pictured, but a very interesting kind of color, too. So can anyone use this great sword or breastplate? think Matumbe or Freya could use the breastplate technically. Um, I could use it, but in a couple ways it would be a little bit of a step down for me, because although I do get the initiative bonus, I have a plus two mithril agile breastplate, which means that I would be taking a slight hit to my AC and a whole bunch of skill checks with the mithril, mithril agile stuff, and my move speed would decrease if I put this thing on. So frankly, it's awesome. It costs a lot of money. It's really cool. I want it. 
but I, I I'm not going to put it on now. Yeah, you pro- probably wouldn't be able to use it until you actually like magically enhance it or something. Right, right. But I don't think Freya has a mithril breastplate, does she? No, she does not. So this is a potentially a pure upgrade. Yeah, I'm going to put it on and take a look. Yeah, although Tulia knows a whole bunch about this right now and all these items, uh, she'd kind of start just passing them around because it doesn't mean much to her. Yeah, I mean, the... the Greatsword will be an expensive item if you know if you're allowed to keep these items and can sell them. It could be pretty cool. Yeah. So while other people might be looking at the different items, she's going to continue to play with the lava core in her mage hand, and she's going to try to put it into the lantern. And as you do, the lantern kind of flames up to life. You think you've obtained fire. All right. Well, look here. And with that, I think I'm going to have you guys finish your drinks. Because we'll see you next week. All right. I knew it. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo, Inc. and used with permission.